Hey everyone, Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com, we've done your homework. Hey, and welcome to the Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and Jerry's here too, and this is Short Stuff uh, Ahoy, which is pretty appropriate, Chuck. <laughs> Even though you always say it. Not always. Not, Most of I the mean, time, it's not very appropriate. This time, it fits very well. That's right, because we're talking about pirates with a Y. Pirates with a Y, <laughs> and also pirates with two uh, X chromosomes. That's right. Have you ever seen the TV show, Our Flag Means Death? I did. I watched the first few, and I just kind of fell out of it. But yeah, it's a very, very cute show. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you so watch, much. have you watched all of them? Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, but it kind of got me wondering, because a big, you know, it's kind of known as the most uh, queer positive show on television. Mm -hmm. And it's a show about pirates, so you might, just, if you haven't seen it, you might think, well, that's odd. But on the show, there is uh, a, a female character who is uh, masquerading as a man pirate. Yeah, right. And then there are, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's also a, a budding uh, relationship of the same sex, uh, which is a very kind of fun reveal on the show. And I was just kind of wondering if that's all made up for the show. And it turns out it looks like piracy and pirate ships were kind of a haven sometimes for gay women or now what we probably would know as trans people mm -hmm. uh, because you could hide out and, you know, I think as long as you did your work, there wasn't a lot of, uh, well, I mean, who knows how they were really treated, but it seemed to be like a place that people could go in the queer community in the whatever, 1600s. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't think, Chuck, um, you had to necessarily just identify as an, a different gender um, like you could, you were, if you were a woman and you were out on the high seas, you were probably dressing like a man one way or another, um, right. largely because ships, um, it was considered bad luck to have a woman on a ship. But the two, uh, women that we're going to talk about, uh, Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed, they were such BAs, uh, as pirates <laughs> with a Y or an I, it doesn't matter uh -huh. that they were openly women um, who did still dress as men, but everyone on their ship knew they were women, and they were reputed to have been the um, the toughest, uh, most ready to fight pirates on sh on the ship, including the captain. That's right, and they were doing it in the middle of uh, we love our golden ages, and they were certainly active in the golden age of piracy from the mid seventeenth century to like the first quarter of the eighteenth, mm -hmm. uh, and we need to thank a few people, Britannica. Yeah. We should just always thank Britannica. <laughs> yeah. The SS Britannica. Uh -huh. uh, and Mark Mancini from HowStuffWorks.com, uh, because they point out a very sort of truism, which is uh, there were books about pirates and stuff back then. One very notable one, mm -hmm. uh, the long title is A General History of the Robberies and Murders of the Most no Notorious Pirates with a Y, uh, and the, or as is generally known, A General History of the Pirates. Mm -hmm. And these books back then were hot sellers. So 
they were fun, but you couldn't count on them to be historically accurate necessarily. Right. Uh, it seems like they kind of went with lore when they didn't know if it was fact or not, and mm-hmm. they wanted to tell a good story and sell books. Yeah, so it's the same as true crime as it's always been, basically. <laughs> oh, I think it's a little better now, right? I'm sure it's much better. But there, there is a um, – that book in particular, The General History of the Pirates um, – it it's it, pr- it provides a conundrum for historians yeah. of piracy, especially the golden age of piracy, because that's really what it covers. Um, because there's a lot of stuff in there that probably is true. There's a lot of stuff in there that's probably embellishment. And if you read, you know, the actual text, it's really hard to differentiate one from the other. So you have to read the book basically as a historian and go through and find documentary evidence to back up this claim or or the other. And um, in particular with Mary Reed and Anne Bonney, they've had a really hard time to do that. So I have my hat off to Mark Mancini from How Stuff Works because he didn't fall for any of it. Right. And there's stuff in the Britannica encyclopedia entries that has been proven to have been made up by novelists as late as the 1960s, -hmm. and it's being touted as fact. And it's not just Britannica. Wikipedia, there's a ton of, like, reputable sources that that have just kind of fallen for these these inaccuracies that have been added as flourishes over the years. I wonder if uh, Mark Mancini read the book and said, hey, wait a minute. I think everywhere it's italicized, it's total BS. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of italics in there, too. It's a dead giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the book itself is uh, written by a guy named Captain Charles Johnson, who did not exist. That's a pen name. And I've seen it attributed typically to Daniel Defoe, the author of um, Robinson Crusoe. And then alternatively, there was a publisher named Nathaniel Mist. And they think that it was probably one of those two guys who wrote it. Yeah, apparently Defoe worked for Mist, so I think it's just one of those things where there are professors and people in the literature community that like to pull up their sleeves and battle it out on that Sure. Uh, when the rest of us don't really care. <laughs> right. uh, but the point is, the general history, or a general history of pirates with a Y, uh, has some stuff that we should go over, either way. I agree. And Bonnie, should we take a break first? Uh, yeah, well, we'll take a break and we'll come back and introduce the world to Anne, Bonnie, and Mary Reed. All right. What a great cliffhanger. You know, true love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another. And every time after that, it's taking long walks together in the summer or gazing longingly into each other's eyes and watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. Well, the pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Uh, As everyone knows from listening to this show, we have pulled all of our dogs off the street that Emily and I have had over the years, either right off the street or through a local shelter and working with them. And they've all become valued family members. And we think they've appreciated it, too. Yeah, Chuck, there is a pedigree loyalty survey that found that 90% of first-time dog owners report having a dog improved at least one of their relationships, and 80% of first-time dog owners are overwhelmingly more likely to have made at least one new connection as a result of getting a dog. And 95% of all dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than they ever expected. Not a big surprise. 
That's true. We all know that adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime meaningful connection and real love can exist between a pet and a pet parent. You got that straight. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes. Opening your home to a dog can help open your heart. And Love at First Sight is closer than you think because it's available at your local dog shelter. Yeah, very important point. You can find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive from June 7th to June 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. That's right. So just visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for timed tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! As I was saying, Anne Bonnie, <laughs> uh, born in Ireland, uh, near Cork, Ireland, and apparently had a pretty rough childhood, as I bet a lot of kids back then had, and was the illegitimate daughter of an attorney uh, who was married, but this was the baby he had with his uh, maidservant lady. Mm-hmm. And supposedly he would dress her as a boy, as a kid, to sort of deflect from the fact that she was illegitimate and just say, no, this is my my boy servant who's going to be my assistant and I'm training at this point. Right. Um, and eventually the, the scandal got out. The whole thing was, was known to the, the county and um, the guy lost his practice, her father, who's sometimes identified as William Cormack, James Cormack, and a bunch of other names. But the upshot is her her lawyer father basically lost his practice because of the scandal. And so he moved uh, his daughter, uh, Anne, and um, the servant maid, his, her, Anne's mother, to Carolina and probably to Charlestown, which is now known as Charleston. Is if, if they moved to Carolina at any point from Europe, that's probably where they settled. Yeah, like Bill Murray. Exactly. Anybody who's anybody ends up in Charleston. Uh, So they end up, and this was, uh, you said Carolina. This is before there was a North and South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And I think they just said, we shall be Carolina. And one day there will be an NFL team that represents us both. (laughs) That's that's right. Although I think they're more, the Panthers are definitely North Carolina because that's where they're based. But I think they did that in a bid to get South Carolina people to root for them too. Yeah, and to cough up some money. Like the New England Patriots are like, just all of New England should root for us. Exactly. Or, or the, well, Green Bay Packers is like the opposite of that. Why? Because it's specifically in Green Bay? Yeah. And, it's and they said no one else in Wisconsin root for us? Exactly. It's specifically <laughs> in a very small town. And it's, I think the team is owned by the town, too. 
Yeah, I got to go to a game there. I bought my friend Adam uh, one share of Green Bay Packers stock for awesome. Christmas last year. That's a great Christmas present. It is, but it's meaningless, apparently. <laughs> uh, so where are we here? Um, oh, they moved to Charleston. That's right. They moved to Charlestown. Uh, historical records are very fuzzy, but uh, may have been born Anne Fulford mm-hmm. uh, with the alias of Bonnie. And supposedly got that name from being married to another pirate uh, named James Bonney, mm-hmm. but then went and married, a, oh, I don't know about Mary, but at least went off with a pirate named John Rackham, who she definitely worked with. Like, we have records that prove that she worked for John, and I think, I don't know if this is speculation or not, that they were kissing and stuff. Yes, that I, I think that's pretty much proven, but yes, documentary evidence shows that she was a pirate with John Calico Jack Rackham. Um, great name. It is a great name. So, um, again, it was weird that Rackham would have a woman on board with him. is considered extremely bad luck. But Rackham had not just one but two women on board with him because in addition to Anne Bonney, he had another uh, woman pirate named Mary Reed who also had a kind of a strange um, early life as well that, that landed her on the high seas eventually. I wonder if it was like one is bad luck and two is a party. <laughs> yeah, well, that was one thing. So <clears throat> Mary Reed in particular, um, she was so I read that Anne Bonny was not um, as chaste as Mary Reed was. Okay. But Mary Reed would fall in love really easily and be like, let's get married. And so she did that a few times. But there was one man who tried to have his way with Mary Reed. And according to the uh, history of the pirates, um, she beat him nearly to death. So she 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 could definitely handle herself for sure from an early age. Yeah, and there was also this story that they both were aboard um, dressed as men, and this almost certainly seems like it's probably made up, but uh, both dressed as men and Bonnie uh, crushed on Reed mm-hmm. as a woman masquerading as a man, thinking it was another man, and then it sounds like straight out of a TV show. They go into a side room and both, I guess, like, pull off their fake mustache at the same time. Yeah, and the ace bandages. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, And went, oh, we're both women. But that that definitely sounds like it's in italics. Right, for sure. I also saw, though, that there was a book as recently or as early as like the 1750s that that supposed that they were actually lovers. Okay, well, that sounds like an overactive imagination of a male writer to me. Right, right. So the the upshot is, though, that we do know from the scant documentary evidence that Mary Reed and Anne Bonny were both pirates with Calico Jack Rackham on the ships that Rackham stole, and they engaged in piracy. Witnesses uh, at their trial, spoiler alert, they were and they ended up caught and tried, said, like, these women would curse and spit at the men. There was one person who said that the men were hiding below decks and Mary Reed and Anne Bonny were above deck fighting and the men wouldn't come out. So Anne Bonny shot into the into the lower decks and actually oh, killed wow. one guy because she considered them being cowards. Like they were they were definitely known to have fought as pirates. They weren't captured, they weren't there against their will. They were right. swashbuckling with the best of them. They were there for the booty. <laughs> they were. Uh, so they were collecting booty all over the place, and eventually a, um, I guess you would call it sort of a, a most wanted sort of declaration yeah. uh, was put out, uh, naming them as pirates and enemies to the crown of Great Britain. And this was in September of 1720. 
And this is because, well, A, they were pirating everywhere. But a few weeks before, in August of that year, they stole a ship uh, named the William and really sort of went to town uh, basically through October. So they had a nice run through the fall. And then in late October 1720, uh, they were... Uh, entertaining some uh, gentlemen, not just the ladies, like the whole crew. I think there were, what, like five or six of them total? I saw a dozen. Okay, let's say a dozen then. Uh, And they were entertaining some guys, uh, mariners from the Port Royal, and apparently got a little out of hand, turned into a big fight, and drew some attention, and a pirate hunter named Jonathan Barnett snagged them into custody. Yep. And that was it. They'd actually slipped. Uh, if you read the um, pirate history, uh, they they'd slipped through the hands of other pirate hunters a few times in some really amazing, daring do's. If they're mm-hmm. true, <laughs> even if they're not true, it's still worth reading. Daring do? <laughs> yes, exactly, Chuck. Thank you, William Sapphire. Um, they uh, they this time though they were caught and they were tried in Spanish Town, Jamaica, and apparently every single person ended up being found guilty. They had a couple of different trials. A couple of guys really were abducted. Um, they were French, like, hunters on an island, and they were abducted and forced into this, and they were still tried and um, convicted. And every single male crewman was hanged. Right, but there's a good final twist. Mm-hmm. Another TV scene moment. Uh, in court, uh, as they were being, uh, I guess, uh, read their verdict, Mary and Anne looked at each other and winked, and at the same time said, <laughs> threw their arms up and said, we're pregnant. Yep. Uh, and apparently that was the deal. They were not, uh, it was called pleading the belly, which will get you out of uh, being put to death at least and being hanged. But they were not making it up. They were, uh, you know, inspected, I, I guess, I hope, by a doctor mm-hmm. and found to be really pregnant. And so they avoided the gallows. Yeah. Um, they, they were probably in their second trimester, later historians said. Um, Mary Reed died fairly shortly after, the following April. And some historians have said that probably coincides with childbirth. So she might have died in childbirth. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Her grave is in St. Catherine, Jamaica. You can go visit it. And um, Anne Bonnie, though, she became uh, more obscure. Uh, according to the history, Captain Johnson's history, um, she was let go at some point, uh, and we don't know where she went, but all only this we know, that she was not executed. <laughs> what a great ending. Yeah. I also saw that um, after that, some people supposed that she went back to Charleston, married another man, had eight kids, and it would be possible then that there are descendants of Anne Bonny out there running around. On the Isle of Palms, perhaps. Probably. Maybe they'll find my tooth. <laughs> it's that's some booty right there. That is some booty. Uh, I'll give you some other booty. Short stuff is out. Stuff you should know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.